Follow every play. The shot clock is off. The crowd standing. Right here on South Jersey's leader in sports coverage. What a wild scene here. This is Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, Glassboro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your host, Aaron Hook. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, RowanRadio.com, Channel 2, back here in Glassboro on this Monday, the Monday after Thanksgiving, November the 27th here, 5.07 p.m. in Glassboro, live on RowanRadio.com, Channel 2. I am your host, Aaron Hook. I'm joined with Aiden Ray of the Rowan Radio Sports Department, and Aiden, you know, I, I, we talked briefly before coming on, but, you know, I think the first question has to be, how was your uh, Thanksgiving weekend? I know football-wise, um, I think it was a good one for you, and we will get into that, but um, how was it overall? Overall, it's pretty good. Being able to just um, go back home and um, enjoy some time there after being in the South Jersey area for about two months straight, um, it's, it, was, it was much needed. And being able to watch football and then, of course, just be able to relax is just is, is good for me. So, and now we got three weeks left till the final week of the semester. I gotta know what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish out of all the Thanksgiving dishes. Wait, wait, are you a tur- are you a turkey guy? Like, are you a big turkey guy, or, or, or is it kind of lower on the list? It's it's okay. It's okay. It's right. like it's. I rather I prefer the like the turkey leg over like the like normal like the mm-hmm. white and dark meats. Right. But it, out of like every Thanksgiving dish, like I'm obviously I'm more of a mac and cheese guy. Yeah, and I, I would have to agree. I, I do like some roast potatoes as well. Yeah, true. And then desserts, um, apple pie. Apple or, pie. Apple pie or pumpkin pie. That's my take. I, I would I would have to side with apple pie. I think a nice apple pie with vanilla ice cream. I, yeah, I mean you can put you can dress it however you would like. I agree. It's, it's very versatile. Um, and so yeah, so uh, good to th- good to hear that you had a good Thanksgiving. And again, um, there was football obviously over this weekend. We will dive into both the games that uh transpired over the weekends that had New York teams in them uh pretty different outcomes but um I think we should start uh with football of course but um you know with the recent news of Carolina Panthers firing their head coach Frank Reich um Panthers 1 and 10 after a loss against the Tennessee Titans um yesterday and, um, you know, a lot of people, and obviously Frank Wright has Philly ties as well. He was the offensive coordinator during that Super Bowl run for the Eagles. And, you know, there's been a lot of conversations, Aiden, about where Frank Wright may end up next, if he'll ever be a head coach again. Um, and there were also talks that, you know, maybe this wasn't exactly the move to be made, uh, given, you know, just the lack of real talent on the Panthers roster. Where do you kind of sit with uh, Frank Wright already out um, in the midst of his first season as uh, the Panthers head coach? To be honest, the Panthers, again, they're not a good not a good team, but I feel like Frank Wright will not get like a head coaching job again because 
in your first season with a new team, one in ten. That is not that is not good stuff. You're not changing like any sort of like culture in your organization. And if, but he he was not a bad coach at all with the Indianapolis Colts as he did go to the playoffs a couple times. Looking here, his head coaching record in the regular season: 41, 43, and one. Um, rough ten losses that he was able to have with Carolina. They're they're in a horrible spot right now, especially because they traded away like everything for to get the first overall pick, which of course Bryce Young. Like they did, and they did have DJ Moore. They did have like pieces, but like they traded all to Chicago. So it's it's rough. For Panther fans, like they, I, feel, I don't even know what's what's up next for them. Um, I, you know, I think in when you talk about Frank Wright, you're obviously um, talking about what he brings to the table as you know a play caller, a guy who can create uh, and build out an offense, right, and have yeah. his own kind of steam. Um, and you know, when you look at the offensive metrics for the Panthers this year, and you know, again, they embrace you on. Rookie season, he's had his ups, he's had his downs. Um, you know, Bryce Young is is super young, and he's going to make mistakes. Um, but again, I mean, just talent wise, you you look up and down the roster, you have a lot of guys who are just kind of, I would say, middle tier guys, guys that are maybe twos or threes on other teams. You know, you have Adam Thielen uh, at thirty three years old. You know, a couple years removed from really. Um, being a dynamic receiver. He's having a big year because he's been the main target of Bryce Young this year. Outside of that, really not a ton of production anywhere else. And you just look at, again, the metrics. They're 30th in total yards, uh, 30th in passing yards, 29th rush yards, and only 15.7 points a game. It's just not going to cut it for the Panthers. That is not going to cut it at all. But also, And also, like, Adam Thielen, I mean, I'm – Mad respect for like Adam Thielen because he's able to be a receiver one again on the Panthers after he left the Minnesota Vikings because Justin Jefferson's their receiver one. But then also, they really do not have much like insanely insane talent on their team. Like I mean, running back Chub- Chuba Hubbard, um, he's not bad, but like, of course, there's better options. Miles Sanders, who was on the Eagles, which who hasn't played to his standards, like. I mean, obviously, he was around a better offensive line in Philadelphia compared to now, where Carolina, they're not, like, built in a great situation. Like, the only player that's, like, really, like, deeply good on that team, in my eyes, is Brian Burns. That's, I feel, that's mm-hmm. just my, that's what I think. I mean, yeah, you, you have other pieces, like, you know, kind of scattered around, but, you know, I, I just think as a whole, you know, the Panthers again. And defensively, I think the conversation was even at the start of this season that, you know, the defense may be good enough um, to put them in a spot to actually go out. And if Bryce Young, you know, at least somewhat lived up to rookie expectations to put them in a place to be competitive in this NFC South. But, you know, again, there, there's pieces there. You mentioned Brian Burns, um, you know, a guy like Jeremy Chin is kind of having a down year. But, you know, C.J. Henderson, J.C. Horn, uh, a, a pretty good pair uh, of, of corners and you, know, you have Derek Brown and so uh, it's just you know the Panthers I, I think you know with the conversation being was it really Frank Wright's fault I, I think I agree with you Aiden on the point that you know 1 in 10 when you've let's say so on Sunday obviously they fell to Tennessee but 
you look at how they have three divisional, four divisional games still left on their schedule. You know, you, those are the ones you have to win. And with Need the way to. they were playing, they just they they were far behind the other three teams in the NFC South. All three teams, by the way, are not particularly like, great. You know, they're okay, but you know the Panthers just looked like the 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 weak link of that division. And I agree with you to an extent that with a rookie to come out and play that poorly, you know, Frank Wright didn't really do anything to change the culture and, and build around Bryce Young with the talent problem as well. Like, I don't blame Bryce Young at all because, like, he's a rookie. He's not going to be the most perfect quarterback right away. I mean, of course, there's C.J. Stroud who's playing way better in Houston. But, like, that's not – not every single rookie quarterback is going to put up those type of numbers compared to Stroud – as young, young, I feel like they, he cannot like be like fully criticized because it's his rookie year. Yes, he was the number one overall pick. And then for the Panthers as a whole, like as you mentioned, four divisional games left. Like they still got to play the Bucks twice. They got to play the Saints one more time. The Falcons one more time. That div- that division is not. I don't. That division's not that not good at all. Like it is. I don't even know what is up with the NFC South. Like, it is just an underperforming division. It is confusing. A lot of quarterback so, problems. A lot of, a lot of horrid QB or just, problems. Or just questions. Fa- yeah, because the Falcons with Desmond Ritter, the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield, the best quarterback in that division is Derek Carr on the Saints. <sighs> I would even say, I, I mean, Baker might have him right now, man. I, Bake, it's, I don't it know. Is, it is close because the Bucs have won, like, but again, more they're than both, expected. They're both more question marks than – than real answers. Yeah, NFC at, South at, is such a weird division. At 2B, and Carolina, you know, they actually did beat the Texans back in uh, Week 8, um, yes, 15 did. to 13. So, mm-hmm. But, again, Texans are, are moving in a completely different direction. So that was kind of the big news out of the NFL this morning. Um, when you look at, you know, the Monday night game tonight, Aiden, um, we have Minnesota and Chicago, NFC North battle. And, you know, the Vikings post Kirk Cousins have actually found a way to keep themselves afloat here with Josh Dobbs. And they're at 6-5, and five, taking on a Bears team that's actually, you know, been playing better the last couple of weeks. They got Justin Fields back last week. They're 3-8, and eight, um, but they're only three-point underdogs in this game on the road. Obviously a big one for the Vikings as the Packers have also been hot in the NFC North and the Lions losing to Green Bay. The Vikings right now are you know, with a win, can actually be within striking distance of the top of this division somehow. They are in a good position right now. They were – I remember when they were, like, 1-4, and four, lost to the Chiefs. Like, they were in, like, a pretty rough situation. But the Vikings have found a way to win their games against Chicago the first time. They beat the 49ers, Green Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, and then had a very close game, which they lost to a Denver Broncos team who is also playing well. But the Vikings, they've – I give a lot of credit to Josh Dobbs as he's been able to transition from Arizona to Minnesota and just play pretty good football. And then on the Bears side, I know they're not that they're not that good at all, but the past few weeks definitely have, we've seen improvements. They were up 26-14 on the Lions last week. They just couldn't get, they just couldn't finish, but of course Fields is showing that he can, like, stay as the QB1 for Chicago and how they can, like, build around them because they also – they do have two draft picks. They have the Panthers pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
That's that's the worst. I mean, that has to be the worst part about all this for the Panthers is that you don't even have your pit that is going to end up being the number one pit unless uh, the only team right now that could catch them is Arizona at two and ten or the Patriots at two and nine. I, I mean, I I don't see we can do the whole schedule thing. I mean, it could end up going the other way, but. Uh, Carolina right now is in place to have the number one pick, and instead Chicago right now with their three wins, you know they're going to be picking inside the top five most likely as well with their own pick, and so that just makes it like ten times worse for the Panthers. It does make it ten times worse because the Bears were literally like they had a big losing streak to end last season, and then they improved their roster and just weren't able to like get much wins out of it because like of course. You get DJ Moore. You you get another offensive lineman in the draft. Like you have, you're building more pieces. The defense as well as you get like, as you get one of the Edmonds brothers. I I think mm-hmm. and oh yeah, Tremaine Edmonds and then the Bears. Man, they're just but they are kind of in a good position because like if they can potentially like get like a great talent on that team like, but. The Bears, they've just been, like, I don't even know what they've been. They've been weird this last, like, couple decades because, like, I don't even know what's been with them. Because they just been... no consistency at quarterback again. Yeah. Really. No. I mean, outside of Jake Cutler, right, I, I I can't think of another guy who was the starter there for a long consecutively time. Consecutively for, like, more than, yeah, like, three years. Yeah, because after that it was Mitch Trubisky who only started for, like, four, like, four or five years with – Wait, yeah, four years because 2017 to 2020, and then Fields, and then they start they they try Tyson Bajan out when Fields gets hurt, and like they're just their QB situation is kind of rough. This this is like a big situation for how field how Fields plays for him to be like the franchise guy in Chicago for a while, and also after this game they have the bye week next week, and then they play Detroit. At home on December 10th. So, they got some big matchups coming up as well. And then the Cleveland Browns the 17th. So, big big matchups coming up for Chicago. Vikings and Bears tonight, 8-15. Monday night football. To continue on in the NFL season. Um, and wrap up week 12 here in the final week of November. This is your Monday edition of Offsides here. With your host, Aaron Hook. Joined by Aiden Ray. Gonna take a quick step off. We'll be back after these messages. through your playlist again let us handle the music weeknights 6 to 8 p.m on pop flavor we play all of your favorite top artists hear the hit tracks that are trending right now plus we'll keep you up to date on the latest in entertainment I don't care, I join us monday to friday 6 to 8 p.m for pop flavor on Rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm and online at ronradio.com how far should we go when it comes to the health of children we will stop at nothing Focusing on prevention as much as cures. Working with community leaders, educators, policymakers to make every child's world a place for them to thrive. 
going to the nth degree and beyond. Nemours Children's Health, well beyond medicine. Join the journey at nemours.org beyond. Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, streaming live on RowanRadio.com Channel 2. This is Offsides, here with your host Aaron Hook on this Monday, the Monday and after the um, holiday. I'm joined here in the WGLS studio by Aiden Ray of the Rowan Radio Sports Department, talking some post-Thanksgiving football, and there was uh, a pretty big game that happened during the Sunday slate. Um, of course, talking Eagles and Bills, a game that goes to overtime and now drops Josh Allen's overtime record. I believe I saw it was now 0-6, I want to say, in overtime games. He 0-6 in his career in overtime games, obviously the famous one against Kansas City in the playoffs. This one is going to be one that's probably remembered uh, for a little bit down the road as well as the Eagles Win it, 37-34. Jalen Hurts running in for the winning touchdown. And the Birds are at 10-1, and Aiden. Um, this was just a crazy game. Um, Eagles trailed 17-7 at the half. Um, you know, the, uh, the same way they did against the Chiefs. And twice now, back-to-back weeks, they were able to find a way to win. And I've heard a lot of Eagle fans actually, you know, kind of buy into that as – that's what this Eagles team is, you know. I mean, they are playing games perhaps a little down to their competition at times, but they're still talented enough at this point to find ways to squeak out wins. Um, they've played close games, but I, I I don't think it's a bad thing, you know, to have won all of these close games because you talked about a team like the Vikings last year that did the same thing. I just see more talent with, with this Eagles team. A bunch of close games, yes. I heard the Eagles team having a lot of talent. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. DeAndre Swift, Jalen Hurts, like that old line. But, yeah, like the Eagles, they were able to find a way and win this game in overtime against Buffalo, who now 0-6, Josh Allen 0-6 in overtime. But the Eagles, on the other hand, like Jalen Hurts, five total touchdowns, two rushing, three passing, 265 total yards for its one. And then Devonta Smith, 106 receiving yards for a touchdown. AJ Brown had a touchdown as well. So and Olamide Zacchia. So the Eagles were able to spread out, but they like there was situ. Hold on, the situation with the rain yesterday. The rain, I was like thinking like it kind of like would just like give an effect that they would just like not play as well. But then like Jake Elliott, fifty-nine yarder, was able to sneak it through the uprights, get it through. He was able to find a way and get and get the game time field goal, and then, but Buffalo, but going on to Buffalo, their defense like just couldn't finish the job. I mean, there was also that like AJ Brown, like it could have been a fumble, um, they didn't call it, but um, Bills defense they could not finish the job in overtime. Like you got that's what you need to do to be a good football team. Finish games, you got to finish. It's been in you know I. <laughs> Again, uh, you know, you, you talked about Josh Allen and that overtime record. I, you know, exactly the taste in the Chiefs game. Bills take the lead with the Dave Davis touchdown. 
I mean, 13 seconds? 13 seconds. All they had to do was stop the Chiefs for, what, two plays? And, and they got them in field goal territory, and they were able to tie it. Uh, it's been the defense that has consistently failed the Bills in these big spots. And, you know, the Bills ate up a, a good amount of time on that first drive and had to settle for the field goal. And, you know, you can talk about, um, you know, how Josh Allen looked in, in, in parts of this game. Um, but I, I really – I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, and, and you know, you just spoke on it, I, I think it's just the defense that when they're asked to make stops and, you know, the Eagles are a great offensive team, so were the Chiefs that year. I mean, you know, you're you're, you're asking them to, to really rise to the task. But again, I mean, if Buffalo wants to have this sort of championship window and be a true contender, you need a defense that is going to do that for you in big spots. You definitely need a defense to be able to stop other teams that you want to compete with like of course the Chiefs the Ravens those type of teams like you cannot be you need to you need to finish these games and you right now you're 6 and 6 you have the bye next week then you have a little bit of a rough schedule coming up because December 10th at Kansas City at Arrowhead they have that game December 17th home against the Cowboys and then they d- then they do have like a little like stretch of the Chargers and Patriots. I mean, they did lose to the Patriots earlier this season, and then they wrap up with the Miami Dolphins in Miami. So it's a little rough stretch for Buffalo if they want to if they want to make make the playoffs. They cannot be like losing these like close games that they should win. But it's mainly the defense. Like they just couldn't get it done. But the Eagles. Obviously, are good are a great team. They're they're able to get the job done and finish games, especially in that rain mm-hmm. that they had to deal with. Yes, <laughs> bo- I mean it was on both sides, but they had yeah. to deal with yesterday. I I saw um in Doc, um, you know if you've listened to Offsides or Third and Long or and One, um, you'd recognize him, and uh, he was tweeting that the Eagles I have played in I think now four or five rain games, and, I think it was and, four. and the weather. Yeah, I mean, the weather certainly does. I mean, yesterday, I mean, we can tell you um, about 25 minutes outside of Philadelphia, I, it was a downpour yesterday. Um, it was raining back home. In the South Jersey and, and, and Philly area. It was raining back home for me, too, and um, back in my area of Jersey. Yeah, actually, I yeah, over the weekend it was raining a little bit, too. Um, and, yeah, then I think it started to, to come down. And, um, yeah, certainly in South Philly at the lane, it was, it was coming down. But Jalen Hurts, I mean – Another multi-touchdown rushing performance for him. I, I, you know, I think it's just hard to deny at this point, Aiden, that Jalen Hurts is just an absolute winner, man. I mean, he's just a baller. When when the game is on the line, he's a guy that you want with the ball in his hands. And um, I mean, just that. I mean, just a, a great call uh, for the for the QB run. Um, you know, on on that game winning run. Uh, just goes untouched into the end zone. And, I mean, again, you, you talked about Sean McDermott and being ready for that type of stuff and the type of defense that they play, the Bills. Um, You know, it, it just looked easy for Jalen Hurts on that last play. A guy with his rushing ability, you, you can't just let Rome free like that. Yeah, Jalen is like he's literally that guy right now. He's a team player. He wants everyone to, of course, succeed. I'm sure he's like – he loves playing in Philadelphia, and of course, 
all like the opportunities that he has right now on him that he he wants he wants to bring another championship back to um the city of brotherly love as he's played great football he's he's played pretty good football um yes he played great football yesterday and um yeah he's just able to have a have these opportunities um but then of course up next they play the 49ers and then they play at Dallas against the Cowboys so yeah so Eagles still in their rough stretch but they're able to get it done they they know how to compete with good football teams and they are just doing the job especially Jalen Hurts and then of course their brotherly shove which <laughs> works every time it's works every time but <laughs> it's annoying <laughs> it is an, it is annoying um but well, it's annoying because it, it, it's good but it works for them so they're able to get it done um on fourth and one even like if they just like do it on every like down like they could just because they have so much power in him and that offensive line because they're again their offensive line great old line they know how to block for him Hertz is able to just sling it to any to anybody that's open, no matter if it's Hertz, no matter not Hertz, Smith, Brown, Goddard, any anybody like Hertz loves Hertz definitely loves Philadelphia. I all I gotta say, he's definitely a team player and he he loves playing for the Eagles. Uh, where do you think he stands right now in the MVP? MVP? I don't I don't even know. Like he. He's, he's, probably, the, he's probably up. He's probably top, up there, like the top two area. I yeah. I don't there. I don't know like who is my like legit MVP. I, like, it's hard. I mean, I I think I don't know. I I still think Tyreek Hill is is somewhere love, in the uh, somewhere in the conversation. I would love to see Tyreek Hill win MVP so we can see. I think another as, position as the Ravens keep winning. It. I think Lamar, although he's maybe not. St- Statistically, having like an MVP type of season, not 2019 Lamar. No, I I still think he's a guy that probably deserves some consideration. Although, I mean that Ravens defense is just, whew, it's so good. Um, Great defense in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I, man, yeah, it's a tough. I mean, Mahomes again is probably going to be right there. Um. It is going to be really hard to to kind of distinguish a, a true favorite. All Christian under, McCaffrey, I mean. That's another great option because of his, of his touchdown streak. But, of course, like, it will probably just be a QB award again, which, like, I want to see, like, other positions get the award again because the last time a non-QB won it was Adrian Peterson back in 2012. That's crazy to me. It's been that many years straight with a quarterback. I mean – uh, we've had some great receiving. I mean, Justin Jefferson, people thought we're going to win it, I think, a couple of years ago, or at least he had a chance to. Um, we've had great rushing seasons lately. 100%. Derrick Henry in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a great example. And he was, you know, the Titans that year. I mean, he was. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, but again, Eagles improving to 10 and 1 and really kind of embracing um, the mentality of. Hey, man, you know, we're playing a bunch of talented teams, and they are in the middle of a stretch right now where they are playing, um, you know, some pretty good teams. They had, obviously, Dallas two weeks ago. Um, Kansas or, City. Or, I guess, three weeks ago. Yeah, then the Chiefs after the bye, and now the Bills, and like you said, Niners, Cowboys, 
And then the Seahawks, who, you know, have been not great recently, but still a, a talented team. And They still have the talent, but of course They close out the year tough. with the Giants twice and the Cardinals sandwiched in between. So, I mean, uh, if they can win, you know, two of their next three against the Niners, Cowboys, and, and Seahawks, uh, they they'll be in a pretty good spot to just lock up that. that. I think, well, they clinched the playoff yeah. spot. Yes, they did. Um, But they can definitely, like, lock up they the can probably, one seed. Yeah, get the one seed if they go two for their next three, I think, so... Um, we'll see how things progress next week. But we did have, again, two games over the weekend that involved um, my favorite team, Aiden's favorite team, and you are a New York football giant. Let's go Giants. Die hard. And the New York Giants keep winning, baby. What Man. are your feelings <laughs> on uh, now being 4-8 and eight as Tommy DeVito is really being embraced by the Giants fans. You have the Soprano theme playing as he walks out. Yes, sir. His dad saying, where's the Jabadu? Tommy Cutlets. Nah, but um, real stuff. I know I've seen people like say like say like they didn't want to win this game, but honestly, I mean, I know it's not the best win of any sort of game because it was only ten to seven against the Patriots, who are two and nine now two and nine, which this is like their worst season in about twenty like less than like almost 25 years but in my eyes a win is a win a win's a win Isaiah Hodgins was able to score Jalen Hyatt looked great yesterday with 109 receiving yards on five receptions great separation by him Tommy DeVito 191 yards one touchdown so I honestly all I gotta say a win's a win the defense was able to get three three interceptions Two thrown by Mac Jones, one by Bailey Zappi, Bobby O'Karake had a pick, Xavier McKinney, and Deontay Banks. So, defense played great. The offense obviously still has work to do, which that's every week. Normal Giants, that's normal Giants football. But Tommy Cutlets has done his job, which love to see for a North Jersey boy. Um, and <laughs> Cedar Grove. That's uh, it's twenty minutes from me actually. Um, even closer to uh, Sam Prince, who was at the game on Sunday. S- Sam Prince, a North Caldwell boy. Of course he was. Um, yeah, we just docked Sam right there. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to go visit the, the Prince's Castle, you now know where that's located. Tony Soprano's hometown as well. <laughs> nah, but um, also then for us, like, we got, like, there is some winnable games as well, like, upcoming. I know, obviously, like, there is, like, we do have some, like, rough situations, but, like, yeah, it's, like, we're four and eight. We're we're obviously not gonna make the playoffs. I feel, but like, we got the bye next week. Green Bay, who has played pretty good, um, um, two weeks from now on Monday Night Football, they played great against the Lions. The Saints, which I can see is pretty winnable if the defense keeps doing their job, and then oh my God, twice against the Eagles. One uh, Christmas, we are we are getting blown out on Christmas. Um, I, the Eagles are are gonna dominate us on Christmas, and then. The Rams, which could be winnable, if this was like last month, I'd be like, nah, they're gonna beat us, cause, but they've had they've dealt some issues, but they did win yesterday, but and then closing out with the Eagles, so. But wouldn't you? <laughs> so where do you stand with with the tank? Real stuff, like, I mean, obviously, a couple weeks ago I was like going like I feel like should we tank? Should we do this? But like, if we win, I, I rather see wins and like of course 
like I saw videos like Brian Dable and like I heard like rumors of Brian Dable and Wing Martindale like were having like some like issues. Mm-hmm. But then like he gave him the game ball. They were just saying, "Oh, it's just over like the last piece of pizza." So <laughs> they're not having any issues. Brian Brian Dable like he's still able to bring like some grit to this team except obviously nothing like last year, but please, I'm just I'm just I don't know, but one thing I could say, we definitely need an off more offensive line because our offensive line is not good. And, of course, I would love to see us get, like, a legit wide receiver one because, like, of mm. course, I know, obviously, like, anyone on our team would be, like, wide receiver twos on other teams. Like There, there are a yeah. lot of good receiver options um, in free agency. Um, you know, you have guys coming off the Bengals books like uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Um. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of guys that are going to be hitting the open market. Um, in in that department, but I, again, I mean, you know, taking yourselves out of the conversation for even a guy like Marvin Harrison, maybe unless you lose out the rest of the way, maybe then you could catch up, sneak into the top five, maybe work your way up. I don't know. Uh, it's gonna, to be, I think I think Maserati Marv might be going top three after after uh, one of you know. Drake May or Caleb Williams. And speaking of Marvin Harrison, he had a great game against Michigan where he had like 118 yards and touchdown. But also, like, it's just the thing about the Giants, we win when it's too late. We that's what we that's why we have not been good from like the 2017 to now span, except for last year. But like we just win when it's too late. Like, come on. I would but I mean, I'll obviously take wins, but, like, we just, like, it's too late now. Like, you should have won games sooner. I mean, and then, like, uh, but we move forward. Bye so, week next. Yep, Giants do get um, a nice uh, break after back-to-back victories, and then they'll have Green Bay on Monday night uh, in week 14. Um, you know, they did say when Daniel Jones is healthy, you know, the plan is for him to return to be the starter. And, I mean, I don't think that's surprising. They gave him $40 million a season. Um, and so, you know, I, I, as well and, you know, as nice as the Tommy DeVito story is, you know, when Daniel Jones is ready to go, Daniel Jones is going to be back at the uh, at the helm here for, for the Giants. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully. And so – with the win, Giants now have the same amount of wins as the New York Jets, who on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, such a um, you know, such a joyous holiday, they took the field at three o'clock p.m. against the Miami Dolphins. The first test that they had for this, like the Black Friday game after Thanksgiving, because yeah, first usually ever. It's three Thanksgiving games, and usually college football's on. That Black Friday, yeah, before the rivalry on rivalry games on Saturday. I mean, some rivalry games on Friday, but like, still, we had a it was overall like overall a great football weekend wise for the Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving, Black Friday, college football rivalry, and then NFL Sunday. Well, it depends on you know who you're a fan of because I'm talking from just like the football. No, fan perspective. you know there was a lot of yeah, but again, I mean. If you, I mean, if you were watching this Dolphins and Jets game, I mean, I, I don't think you were paying much attention past the past halftime because when Tim Boyle, Aiden, 
when Tim yep. Boyles just wound up and let that baby fly for the end zone, I did not for a second in my head think that it was going to go well. Not at all. Uh-huh. I'm sitting there enjoying a beverage at a uh, at a sports place, um, and uh, I'm just having a you know, and, and the Jets are just down to pitch six, and I'm surrounded by some Jets fans, and so. You know, the vibes are decently high. We're like, okay, we're going to go into the half, 10-6. Red the lead, missed the extra point. It never does that. But, okay, you know what? It's a one-score game. We're in it. We're in it. And uh, then, and then, Javon Holland catches it, and he just starts running. And as he starts running, Aiden, my heart just sank and sank and sank. Until after he crossed, like, the 30, after he crossed, like, the Jets 30, I'm like, I'm like, just put the sits on the board, man. I mean, Tim Boyle made just uh, a whatever you want to call that attempt at, at a tackle right at the end, and he runs it back for a 99-yard interception re- uh, return for a touchdown. And that just kind of took the Jets completely out of the game. They actually had some sort of positive momentum, even though offensively they were once again a complete disaster in that first half. Um they actually were in the game, and then in an instant, they weren't, and that was pretty much all she wrote as Dolphins end up winning it 34-13, to and um, the Jets uh, are going to start Tim Boyle next week at quarterback again, so you probably expect more of the same. It's honestly just funny to me at this point, man. It's like, you know, I and, and I think for me it's just the fact that it's so clear that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, and I've said this before, they essentially had a pass this year when Aaron Rodgers went down, you know. Yeah, you know, we can give Tim Boyle another shot to go out there and see what he's got, even though, you know, we're 4-7 and seven and, you know, I mean, we still have six games left and maybe if we won a couple of them, we would actually have a shot to maybe sneak into the playoffs. But, no, it doesn't really matter at this point, which – you know, you can say, uh, you know, whatever you want. I just don't think that's the right way to do it. Um, and, yeah, man, it was just it was just a ride on Saturday. But I didn't expect anything good going into it. I'll be honest with you. Because Tim Boyle, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, he's just, he was just somebody that I was trying to just, like, this can't possibly. Because, I mean, you looked at his interception total now, four starts in the lead, 11 picks. Um, I mean, he, he followed Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, started for Detroit last year, and then winds up with the Jets, you know, because of Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, and yeah, so it, it was just, oof, I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely, like, rough game for the Jets because, like, they just been through a tough – We were catching straight, sit- too. On the yeah. Sunday night game last night, Jason Garrett is just like, oh, well – it looked like the Jets' <laughs> offense right now, and Jason I'm like, do- I'm like, dog, like we played, we played two days ago, man. Like, leave us alone, come on. Can't catch a break. This like literally the last four weeks for you guys has just been rough. It's the Chargers game, the Raiders game, the Bills game, and now the Dolphins game. After that, that giant Giants game where you guys won thirteen to ten, it's just been rough. Like, remember like, that? Remember that? We were watching it. We were watching it at the intramural field after um, our flag game that we uh, unfortunately lost. Um, we unfortunately lost, you know, and we were trying to make up for uh, the disappointment, you know, with me rooting for the Jets and, and Aiden along with Chris Gazzillo, 
you know, right next to me pulling for the Giants. I mean, that oh was a gosh. crazy game, but one that we can both agree in, and both teams didn't really play that well in. No one deserved that win, to be honest. Like, that game was ugly. <laughs> that game was ugly. But, like, the Jets have not played good since. Like, they just uh, – the, I don't know. This season will go down as, like, a huge what if mm-hmm. if they, like, keep playing like this. Like, this, this will be a massive what if because, like, the Jets – like all like during our like childhoods, obviously they've been like they've not been a good team except for like two years, um since twenty ten since twenty ten I'm mainly talking about because obviously like back where we live like Giants and Jets games are on um like the local like TV stations for like NFL so like we're used to watching those teams right but yeah um Jets were Jets are just not in a good position but the Dolphins on the other hand. Raheem Mostert, two touchdowns, 94 yards. Love what he's been able to do with the Dolphins. And then Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both had over 100 receiving yards. So the Dolphins sit at 8-3, and and they have six games left. They play the Commanders next. The Jets play Atlanta next. And then these two teams meet each other again in Miami December 17th. So... We'll see what happens with, especially with the Dolphins, because they have a chance to um take this division, as the Bills are six and six, and the Dolphins have not that rough of a stretch because they have the Commanders, they have the Titans, the Jets again, but they do have the Cowboys and Ravens as well, which will be a little rough, and then Buffalo. But Dolphins, they're obviously a good football team, but yeah, Black Friday game, um. They should continue um, doing Black Friday game. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good spot. The 3 o'clock start time was a little – I mean, I just don't want to give it's people time to go shop. That's because there's, like, college games, and there's also, like, high school football. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just – I don't know. For, for I mean, I'm like, I'm like acting like it was a big deal. Like it wasn't. But, like, it was just kind of um, – just kind of weird to, to take off at three o'clock. Um, just usually, yeah. I like the Thanksgiving like kickoff times the 12 30, the 4 30, yeah. I 20. do. I think that's structured pretty well because you usually Lions only have one, you usually only have one game going on at once, exactly. Right? The, the game before usually ends, so one game, then you like you don't have to switch the channel. It's right, great transition. Um, eat dinner during the Cowboys game and then watch the other game, yeah. So Three games on Thanksgiving. Packers, obviously, over the Lions. Lions made it close at the end, but it was mostly Packers. Dallas with a huge win over Washington. Oh. Um, again, you know, the thing is that Cowboys, they haven't beaten anybody, I believe, with a winning record. So, I mean, we'll see how they play. I mean, you know, they got crushed by San Fran, but I think they're a good team. And Dak, got- Dak is playing well. Um, and Deron Bland. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say Deron Bland. I gotta give him credit. Five pick sixes Whew. in a season, only twelve weeks in. It's hard to impressive do. Impressive stuff. Five. But I was gonna say, in the words of um, Aiden Doherty, um, front running, front running. The Cowboys are front running, but of course they know how to do it. They try to, they get past these uh, past these teams. You it doesn't. I thought front running meant like when you're a fan of like a good team. Like bandwagon. That's bandwagon. Well, yeah, but I, I thought they like meant the same thing. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't. I don't know. I just know he said. I just know he calls the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, he front was runners. calling them. For, I was like, wait. I, don't. I just know he calls the Cowboys. I think he knows. I think he knows what he means. He, he he's calling them frauds. He's calling them frauds. They they are eight and zero against. Or wait, no. Set. Wait. Yeah, seven and zero. Hold on a second. <laughs> 
Hold on. I'm I'm still thinking. What is it their record against? They're 8 and 3, 7 and 0 against teams with um, a losing. Or wait. I 8 8 now, right? No, hold on. Cuz like they no yeah, 7 yeah. and 7 and 0 because Let's go through it. They lost to um uh, Hold on. They beat the Rams under 500. They beat yeah, the they Chargers. Yeah, they won all against some Giants, Panthers, Commanders. They lost to the Cardinals, though. They did. Yeah, that was the bad loss. Um, and then they're 0-2 against teams over 500. Everybody they've beaten is under 500. And by a pretty considerable margin, too. Um, but they do have you know Seattle next week, so that's a team that you know they are going to be expected to beat, I think. Oh, it's, oh 8-1. Because I'm I, I forgot to do the math eight and one because Cardinals are under five hundred then they're zero and two against teams under or over five hundred which right. are the Eagles and the Forty ers right yeah so eight and one in those games um, and yeah we'll see how the Cowboys uh, are gonna look down the stretch but again Dak is also playing uh, some pretty good football right now and then yes. San Fran just toppled uh, Seattle the uh, final Thanksgiving game. Um, okay, moving away from football, we've only got a few minutes left. So I think we're going to move into our top five in. Let's see. And I think I think just off the dome, we go top five Thanksgiving foods. Top five I, I think you just ripped me your top five right now. Anything you can think of. But it's got to it's gotta be good. So It's got to be good. Or just or let's just throw them out there. I so, mean, we were talking before, you know, you're, you're more of a turkey lead guy. I, the turkey leads are an interesting... It's it, it's pretty interesting. Like they're, uh, but they're more juicy, and they're just like I would a lot agree. Of flavor. Are, are you a um, are you a sweet potato casserole guy? Not really. No, me neither. No. I would agree. We agreed on the mac and cheese. I think that mac might be che- the star of the show. Mac and cheese is the MVP of um the dinner. Are are you a mashed potato guy? Mm-hmm. I love me some mashed potatoes. Hot take? No, no mashed potatoes. I'm not a big mashed potatoes guy. Ooh, I'm. It's but you up. like the roasted potatoes. Now the roasted I, potatoes roasted, are roasted good. potatoes. Yes, but I, they're I'm, seasoned nicely enough. I like potatoes. I have like a like, a, like of course like a shell over them, like a, or like a crust. <laughs> like obviously like obviously I like French fries. Obviously I like baked potato. I mm-hmm. like um, wedges. Like all like all I like all those type of potatoes. But I'm not a big with mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes. Are are you a stuffing guy? I was, but mm-hmm. not really anymore. Okay, I think the stuffing. <sighs> It's it can okay. be good. It's I, okay. I think I think I think we've grown on it. We've grown past it, maybe. It's all it's all right, in my opinion. Nothing special, right? Yeah. Are you a cranberry sauce guy? Nah, I'm not a cranberry sauce guy to be honest. It's, I think it's a little underrated. It's a little underrated. It's I not great. Got, I maybe got to give it a chance soon. I've never like had it. Yeah, but. like it's just kind of awkward to to fit into the plate, but. I I think when you get it on there and you just give it a try, it's actually kind of good. So, gotta see for sure. What 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 else did you have at your uh, at your table? Um, green bean casserole. Okay. Um, we had some corn, obviously, and yeah. then we didn't have ham. We had, but we yeah we just had we just had um turkey for like the main like meat. Right. So that's that, and then. Um, I don't remember. I'm just, I just remember, um, turkey, mac and cheese, stuffing, mashed potatoes, roast potatoes. Maybe you had too many beverages. 
can't remember. We had, we had, we had, like, so, we had sodas at home. Oh, I'm talking about a different type. No? Nah. Nah, it's okay. Nah, but, like, I was saying, <laughs> we had two Thanksgivings. We had, like, one of my, like, aunt and uncle's place on Thursday, and then we had it at my place, just my family, on Friday. So, it was, like, a couple different experiences. Yeah, it... it I don't know. I've... <sighs> I don't think I've ever done like two Thanksgivings like back to back, but that's probably interesting, right? Because Friday, Friday, Friday is usually the leftovers day. That's true. Did Did you take a lot of leftovers back with you from Thursday? No, uh, we, just, we, just ma- we just made we just made we just made we just made our own stuff on Friday, and then obviously then we had like apple pie, pumpkin pie at my place. We had brownies, and then like at my like other at my like on Thursday we had those like um those like cookies that are like. Those like sugar cookies, yeah. like those Pillsbury ones. The desserts are a great part of Thanksgiving. Um, we agreed right. on the apple pie as well. Yeah, the, don't get me wrong, pumpkin pie is good, but like I just prefer apple oh, more in my eyes. Warm apple pie, man. I'm more Can't and obviously I'm more of an, a vanilla ice cream guy <sighs> than like a whipped cream. Don't get me started. Now you're making me hungry. I'm always I'm a big food guy, bro. <laughs> That's gonna do it here. We're still thinking about food. A few days removed from Thanksgiving. Thank you to Aiden Ray coming on. Here for the Monday edition of Offsides, I've been your host, Aaron Hood. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Offsides is 5 to 6 p.m. here on RowanRadio.com. Channel 2. Enjoy the football tonight, everyone, and have a great rest of your Monday. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.